Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another comfy episode of Ascending the Spectrum. Magnus will not be joining us tonight, but tonight we got uh, Nate the Intern. What's going on, fam? Good evening, my friends. How are you? Not bad. And joining us, special guest, is a good friend of mine, Mr. John Fashcroft. What's up, fam? How's everybody doing tonight? Not too bad. Not bad, not bad. Just, uh, just another day of sleep deprivation, bro. <laughs> sleep deprivation, <laughs> gang. We out you. So, what's on the agenda tonight, boys? Oh, I'm just here to uh, shit post and have some laughs, man. What are you talking about? Uh, dude. I feel like we got a lot of I mean, shit posting out of the way. We're gonna have to like recap, dude. Well, I was gonna say, like, well, there's never any shortage of shit in this shit whole world to shit post about. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Throw a dart, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's not, it's not even clown world anymore. It's just shit world. Or has it always been? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah always, always has, has been. been man. Always uh, has been. Uh, so true. So true. Fuck, dude. So, uh, God, the day has finally come, John. You're after our comfy uh, episode that I did on your show. You're now on mine. Yeah, I was on here once before, remember, and I fucked everything up. <laughs> I mean, we've all I come been there. on. I come on once before, and I read up. Remember, I like was reading a bunch of old ass show prep from like shows from you guys had done before, and I started talking about it and confused the shit out of everybody. So hopefully we can do better this time. Huh? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That was that was in the early days of the show. Back. Damn. Yeah, that was a while back, man. Well, yeah. That's before you became Hollywood. You're Hollywood now. Yeah. Man. I'm glad to be here. I feel I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. I'm on Americana. Like I mean, oh god, I don't know what's going on here. I, yeah, I'm starstruck. I'm befuddled. Oh man. God, yeah. Shout out to Gordon, by the way, man. Uh, I want to say shout out to Gordon, dude. You're doing great work, man. Thank you for everything you do, man. I love you, Gordon. Also, put put John's show on on the website, please. Thanks. Fuck, I'll cr it'll crash it. <laughs> he won't have no room to put anybody else's show on there. I mean, shit. That have you seen the list? Of, of have you seen the list of shows on TRS lately? I mean, fucking Les got added. Yeah, yo. Yeah, I thought that was you know the awesome uh, man. You know they're uh, they're really desperate if they're adding Les, right? <laughs> just, <you> know, <laughs> fucking love Les, man. You know, uh, I heard people are listening to that shit. I know I am. Yeah, it's, I'm it's one of great them. Yeah, I'm, I'm people. I'm people, and yeah. I'm listening to the Learned Elders of Zyklon. A hundred percent, man. Now that they're on there, and uh, and it's easy to access them because it's harder for me to uh, to listen to Americana on my phone, man, because I've got TRS like embedded on my home screen and shit so it just plays it's right there. it's more convenient. yeah yeah so i get to listen you know, to like, them more now yeah you know it's like i got i got fucking uh three different uh fucking browsers on my phone and um my google chrome browser is literally just dedicated to trs i literally never leave the site <laughs> no it's like it's literally like an app on my phone that i've embedded through my like just adding it to my fucking home screen not using DuckDuckGo. cringe <laughs> All right, uh, I got a, a VPN on my phone though. 
so I don't yeah know. i'm I hiding get, behind is, 12 is that, proxies is that official? does that work um does that work is only it, if you believe official am i safe if you believe <laughs> right? you are you're safe it's like it's like the the dillman thing do you guys know who uh who dillman is i forget his first name i think it's ron dillman He's uh, one of these martial – he's like a no-touch martial artist guy, right? He, like, does, like, knocking people out with energy and shit. So oh, yeah. he, went on, uh, he went on to fucking, like, the Discovery Channel or some shit. And he was trying to do this, this dim mock shit, this no-touch knockout on this lady. And it didn't work. And the fucking interviewer asked him, he's like, well, so why do you think that didn't work on, on, that, on, that, on that reporter? And he's like, well – you know, I probably shouldn't say this on TV, but if you put your big toe on the ground and your tongue on the roof of a, on on the roof of, on the roof of your mouth, no one can ever knock you out. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like you, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Like if you, yeah, if you put, he said, if you put your toe, your big toe on the ground and your tongue on the roof of your mouth, no one can ever knock you out. Right? You just gotta believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm smashing that fucking X button so hard right now. <laughs> I, I, ain't shit. I ain't shitting you. This happened on like the Discovery Channel or the History Channel or something. It's one on one of those documentaries about the martial arts, and they went to this fat fuck's gym, and uh, that that whole thing that I just told you about actually happened. The fact that they they call <sighs> by Allah, you you call this television? What the fuck, dude? Oh, dude, but. Fuck the television aspect of it. The fact that those hucksters like that actually have a job, dude. You should one time, if you want to go down a fucking rabbit hole of hilarity, go look up these no-touch, like, uh, knockout, like, energy knockout fucking martial artists, dude. It's unbelievable. There will be grown-ass men, bro. Grown-ass fucking men in there pretending like this dude is, like, twisting them in knots with his... Wavy hands and energy. Mind I mean, energy, dude. Holy yeah, shit. dude. These are grown fucking men, dude. Like, how do you fall that far, dude? Okay, next time that you come on, I'll hopefully be able to have it so y'all can hear what I play, and uh, we're gonna do like a visceral react of like two hours worth of this con, that type of content. Yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm gonna cringe the whole well, way through, but it's gonna be a good time because I'm with the boys. Oh, dude! Yeah. I'm telling you, I could fucking I could fill four shows with that kind of content because it's so prevalent, and I'm a fucking martial arts nerd, right? I grew up in that shit, so I'm a I'm a nerd for it, and I love shit posting about it. Fuck! Have you ever heard of Charlie Zelenov? The name sounds familiar. Charlie Z, this is a fucking schizophrenic dude, right? Who thinks he can box. And he'll like go around and he has like a, a popular YouTube channel. And he'll like go up to dudes in the gym and be like, hey man, you wanna do some you wanna do some light sparring, bro? And they'll be like, Yeah, man, I'll spar with you. And he'll like they'll start he'll have his gloves on and he'll they'll start putting their gloves on and he'll fucking just sucker punch the fuck out of them <laughs> and start teeing off on them. Right? And they're like, Hey man, what the fuck? I mean, he just starts teeing the fuck off on people while they're like Still putting their gloves on or like dude's not really ready he thinks it's gonna be like a light sparring thing and he just fucking lays into him whales on him. what a fucking oh, it's, the shit. <laughs> it's the funniest shit you'll ever see in your life dude charlie z and he's like claims he's like you know 105 and oh so he'll be like after he fucking sucker punches this dude and kicks the shit out of him unsuspectedly he'll be like yeah charlie z 
27 and 0, baby. Like, he gets another notch on his belt. <laughs> Undefeated <laughs> fucking like, champion, dude. Greatest of all time. Let's go. Crazy as shit. I want to <laughs> challenge him to a fight and then right before we start fighting and be like, hey, yo, schizo nigga, I'm the dude hiding in your walls gang stalking you. Yeah, I'm the one who talks to you when you're alone. <laughs> I, I'm hiding under your bed only when you're not there, though. Bro, have you ever, like, actually looked into gang stalking? Have you seen some of these gang stalking videos to people that actually think they're being gang stalked? It's some of the most yeah. insane shit, dude. Dude, I actually, well, I may or may not have a Facebook still, but I, I don't really use it that much. But I had a, my buddy not long ago fucking add me to a gang stalking support group on Facebook. Needless to say, <laughs> within 48 oh hours, God. I was banned from the group. <laughs> yeah dude it's the most schizo shit i'm convinced that most of those people are really high on some uh sort of amphetamine because that's the only other oh time God. i've seen that kind of be that's the only other time i've seen that kind of behavior is people who are like yeah yeah way off the you know, deep like end on on amphetamines because they'll be like there are some i was watching one this was a couple years back but it was this dude who was like walking through the ghost grocery store and he's like all the people in yellow shirts it's all the people in yellow shirts. And he's like talking real quiet to himself like in the phone and like recording the fucking grocery stores he walks through. You know what I mean? Just the most insane shit. They have to be uh, high on. And it's funny or, because uh, like. Yeah, of some sort. yeah, it's funny because like I I'm sure gang stalking is real. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that for a second. But all these people that are just like, I'm being gang stalked. It's like, well, if you know, you're more than likely not. I don't, I, you're just probably a schizo, a meth addict, or both. Yeah, and, and I would venture to say, like, if gang stalking is a thing, it's not being done to, like, the guy who has a shitty, like, uh, loft apartment, you know what I mean, in some shitty neighborhood who's all, like, disheveled and poor, right? If they're going to do, like, a massive operation like gang stalking, this is going to be something they do on, like, someone who's worth it. Yeah, right. Like, Why would you pour all these resources into fucking with some guy who's a, a, a threat away from homelessness anyway? Yeah, unless it's you're a, like that's always you know, the people that it is, you know. Um, unless you're the local you know, friendly neighborhood Nazi, um, you're not gonna get gang stalked. Yeah, like, yeah, or our guys. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. We're, we're the only ones that they're so, gonna gang stalk. This might be bringing up like a like an old les bit, but you know, I'd gang stalk someone like fucking Larry Ridgeway. I mean, like, I currently just, gang, I currently just, gang stalk him. So, just fucking with Larry Ridgeway, dude. Hey, Larry, check your closet. Check your closet, Larry. By the time you listen I'm to this, I already, already have moved. I'm under your bed now. I moved your weed, Larry. I am your cat. <laughs> Maybe the real cat was like the gang stalkers we met along the way. Hillary, <laughs> we're gang stalking you. Fuck! God, we gotta have Larry on. Yeah, fuck yeah, we do. Larry, if you're listening, which I doubt, but kind of not really, you're invited on, pal. Yeah. But I think this I was saying. Op- this is an open invitation to Larry Ridgeway to come on Ascending the Spectrum so we can shit post. And Meraki, you. I know I said it last episode, but I'm going to say yes, it every episode until true. he comes on because I, I, I want to do a show with Meraku. It's so bad. I fucking love the shit out of that dude. I and, and this isn't like I'm not saying I look forward to 
the the merchant minute just as much as i look forward to tds right i when there's not yeah, a no. merchant minute i'm like sad i'm like man what the fuck dude you had one job Meraki. come T- on man tds ain't shit without the merchant minute like tds is like, <laughs> it's like yeah the shit's fucking iconic it's like okay the yeah it's just oh my god it's like yeah i mean tds is good and all but like the merchant minute bro fucking perfect yeah, like bro. Yeah, it's like have you PDS fucking, without the merchant man, but man? it just don't got that. It just don't got that <clears throat> behind it. You know what I mean? Without yeah. the merchant. I remember a while back, uh, the last time that Meraki was on Tedious, and like I was so disappointed when I listened to it because he like barely participated. Or, like it wasn't enough to like satisfy my needs. I'm like, fuck, dude, talk more, damn it. Yeah, and him and uh, him and Fashy Games do the Feddington post, but they do like one a month. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, but I get it though, dude. I get it, man. It's tough, like we, because man, that's why I used to do fucking three shows a week. But man, after I started working out and like my job changed to summer hours, we work longer hours in the summer during the week, so we can get off earlier on Friday. It just made everything fucking impossible. It made it absolutely impossible to do. It's hard as shit just to do the two that I do now. The And one of them's Bible study. That's easy. You just read the dang Bible. You know what I mean? But just to get the two that I have now out of the way is a fucking, it's a grind. Bro, I do th- three different shows a week. I do Paranormies, this show, and now Full House. And Paranormies is two episodes a week, so. Jesus. I'm a busy guy. People, dude, people take for granted how much work we put into this. Like, until you actually do it, you don't realize how much work it is. Because I tell you, for the longest time before I started doing shows, I was like, how hard can it possibly be? You're just talking to the microphone. Like, it's absolutely so much more than that. I hope There's y'all. So much more to it than that. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoy or, or, like, you know, you're thankful for my, uh, alcohol and adderall fueled uh meth psychosis shit posting on podcasts i hope you're <laughs> thankful for it i do this for I you i wonder i should i should get twisted off one night and, and do a show i've never i when i the first few shows i did with mr white tuber fucking oh man two was, years ago or uh, so yeah two years ago uh I was nervous as shit, so I was. I did have a few drinks, but I never really got drunk. I've never been drunk and on the air. I think that would be fun. I should do that. I don't drink much, though. I'm not a drinker, dude. My my tolerance. I'm a rowdy is so high, fucking drunk man. And, and even like uh, back when I was active duty, like people in the barracks, like they they dare not challenge me to a drinking contest. And um, God, the, ar- the army makes you into an alcoholic if you if you're thinking about joining and you don't want to be an alcoholic, don't join. Because that's what you'll become. Fucking get out. <laughs> I mean, don't join anyways because, like, you're, you're just going to die for Israel. But, like, aside from that obvious fact. Yeah, I, I got know. a question for you. What I up? have a question for you about the, about the military, bro. So, do all does everyone who served in the military get a check from the military for the rest of their life uh only if you uh actually retire with them or if it's a uh medical discharge so say here's an extreme example you get your fucking leg blown off in combat blown off right yeah 
Yeah, if you if you're medically discharged or you retire after 20 years, then that's the only way. But like even if you okay. do 3 years, say you I don't know, like you fucking stubbed your toe and now it's bothering you for the rest of your life. If you if you want to deal with getting um disability from the VA and getting rated, then that's the only other way. It's not even directly from I mean, it's directly from the government, but it's not like through the army, it's through the VA. Kind of different. Okay, yeah, because I have a family member. Well, yeah, a family member who gets checks. With me, and, me and Jane, my wife, were talking about it, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. He gets checks for the rest of his life from the military. I was like, if that's the case, because he, he, he gets checks from the military and he, has a, he owns a company, right? So he's got two incomes coming in just on his own. And I was like, if that's the case... Why the fuck are all our fucking ho- are all our vets fucking homeless and fucking starving and shit, man? If they're all getting paid, or like, you know what I mean? It just didn't make sense to me. So now that makes more sense. He's probably got something else going well, on, but I don't think he was medically discharged. Maybe he had some shit we didn't know about. Well, I don't know. I don't know. With, with like the homeless vets thing, like it's either like a lot of them are combat vets and they come back all fucked up, so they're all alcoholics, drug. I wouldn't say they be co- they are drug addicts, but they usually eventually become drug drug addicts. But also, they're they're very used to, and this is a common thing, um, is that they're used to the, I don't know, the rigid the rigidness, I guess, of the military. Like everything is set in stone. You know where you are. You know who you are. But as soon as you get into civilian your life, you're like, what the fuck? Where do where do I fit right, into yeah, all of this? The structure is there. Yeah, you yeah. The structure is there, and you've been trained for combat, and there's no one to fight. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's I don't know when I when I when I left Look, active duty just, it was I, it was different. It is because it's it's hard for me to. I have the same problem with uh like I don't understand depression like and this isn't to offend anybody who may struggle with this but I personally think it's fake and gay and people need to just get their shit together because like I don't have that problem I I know that I don't understand it because I've never had it like. The way I think about it is like, hey, things are tough all over. Buck up, faggot. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I deal with hard times and things that are down on me. Like, get over it. Here's how how you You deal with problems. Just don't care about it. Then it's not a problem anymore. Right, yeah. Just, it's, that's what it is and move on past it. Yeah. Or or just go to the gym. So, a similar, a similar, right. That's a huge, yeah, you know, with my mood. But a similar right, right, thing, yeah, you know, man, like, I don't... It's the old fucking, uh, it's the old fucking Grug meme, you know? Grug lift heavy rock to make uh, sad voices and head go quiet. It's simple ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck, yeah, dude. I love it. Yeah, but you know, I have a similar blockage in my brain with the military. I don't understand how guys get like that coming from the military. And I'm not shitting on them. I'm, I'm legitimately saying I don't it doesn't compute to me because everybody I know that's come out of the military are pristine fucking dudes. Fuck right? the troops. Like my nephew, like my nephew, <laughs> this guy that I was just talking about, he's an in-law of mine. Uh, my grandfather, my uncle, all of these dudes like are solid, good dudes. They like own businesses and shit. Like they didn't come out and fucking, and my nephew did two fucking tours in, over there in fucking Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a young cat and he come back just fucking fine. He came back to Oklahoma and got his shit together and moved to Florida. He didn't even hear anymore. I just Doing thought of something. Great. I just thought of something on top of everything that I stated before. So in the military, you don't even need to deploy or anything. It's just 
the camaraderie that you do have while you're in it, it you can't really find that level of tr- it's really hard to find that level of trust like i mean if you're one 100%. of yeah if you're one of our guys and you're in this thing and like not just an online bro and you're like actually in something then like th- like those are the only other people who understand that level of camaraderie other than that like, yes you can't reach that yeah going through physical struggle with your brothers will build a bond like you will not believe man you will not believe it's impossible to to break it in a lot of ways especially if you went through real hard things together man and the the military does that you know and it gives you those struggles to overcome together so i get that for sure but no that's just one thing that's always it's kind of baffled me i'm like man what what is different about the people I know that came out of the military and these people, like, why are these, why is this guy like holding a sign that says military vet? You know what I mean? Just needs food. When like my uncle and my nephew, these people are like pillars of the fucking community that come out of there. You know what I mean? These are strong, good men that like own, like I said, they own businesses. They have families. They're not like, I don't understand. Yeah. I've noticed that, especially with, um, like the vets that came out from like peak, um, operation iraqi freedom and enduring freedom the ones that came out it was either you did really good for yourself or you're fucking homeless like there there's for the most part no in between very little in between i think it has to do with getting hooked on drugs in the military it's got to it has to yeah that that's another thing like they they over prescribe like a lot of fucked up shit like not even just like opiates but like the antidepressants and shit like that for ptsd like that I feel like that's fucking people up, too. No, I am a strong uh, opponent of SSRI pills. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this... Absolutely yeah, fuck that dis- shit. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're taking SSRIs, fucking stop now. Hey, straight up, man. I'm not trying to, like, advocate for dude weed or anything but i would much rather see our guys smoking a joint than pumping their fucking brain full of that absolute fucking poison dude that shit drives people insane man yeah you see those things we'd rather man we'd rather see you be like larry ridgeway and be a pot smoking degenerate than yeah, and be a fucking like, vegetable then, just like doped up on yeah. lithium. You know what I mean? Like shuffling yeah. around, like oh, doing weed. You know what I mean? Like real Adderall, like a fucking adult. Yeah, yeah. Get you some Adderall, bud. Get you some. Yeah, get you get you some fucking, fucking uppers, man. bro. And it, it's anything that's an upper is a white man's drug. <laughs> yeah, real Holy fucking shit. Aryans do uppers. Yeah, don't like, be a bitch. They, they don't call it the methno state for nothing, bro. Like, how do you think he's, we got he's there? Talking about, guys, relax. He's talking about pre-workouts only. Yeah. That's all he's talking about is pre-workouts. Yeah. Relax. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> anything that is uh, specific that isn't pre-workouts, um, uh, this is just, like, me putting my thoughts out there. So I remember to uh, put it to, yeah, to put it in the book that I'm writing. writing. Yeah, it's to put it in the yeah, book that yeah, I'm writing. Like yeah, I'm I'm saving it for later, just so I can. It's it's a verbal reminder. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave out the fact that that Jack's pre workout is a straight ephedrine pill, huh? I mean, <laughs> like way to blow my shit up, fam. <laughs> Holy shit! I just thought of something. Paranormies BTFO. It wasn't bootstraps. It wasn't horse and buggies. It was meth. 
that's what built all that shit. <laughs> Always has been, man. <laughs> it was just white people doing meth. That's what built this amazing architecture. I mean, think about it. Like yeah. these guys had to be on meth to be able to like put that much detail. It's like, no, this line is off by a fucking millimeter. I gotta fix it and make it perfect. Yeah, Hitler inherited meth from the Tartarian Empire. He didn't invent it. It was a Tartarian. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know what? I really like that narrative a lot. We should run with that. I mean, the Tartarians were white, and that—that's what I fucking hate—is when people are like, "Oh, well, the, the Tartarian thing is just uh, anti-white achievement." It's like, bro, no, it's just different white people, not not the ones that they tell you. Yeah, it's just the OG. Well, not really the OGs. You know, the OGs are Hyperboreans. Yeah, but, you know, well, that's, that's somewhere the one, between that's there. One. That is something that's always confused me about that. Like, so since we're saying that these things weren't built in modern times, now you assume that we're saying niggers built it. Yeah, like, right. No, of course, it was still white people that built it. Like, of course it was. Yeah, it's like, like well, where's the logic in that? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, it must be. They must be saying that niggers and Jews built it. I mean, look at the Jewish architecture and the African architect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look this. Look at the mud. Look at, look at Tel Aviv in South Florida. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> God, more more people died oh, in that. No. More people died in that tower hey, collapse than the Holocaust. Hey, I'll, amen to yeah, that. I'll tell you guys never something forget. else. I can actually, I can never actually the back 60. you. Yeah, never forget the hundred, the hundred and sixty. Uh. <laughs> I can actually back you guys up a little bit on those pictures. I seen Mike had kind of tried to debunk the pictures and why there weren't people in the pictures and all that. So what a lot of people don't know, or well, actually a lot of people do know this about me, is I used to be a fire performer. I still do it. I just don't do it professionally anymore. I have actually traveled and been paid to perform my fire routine. What I do is I spend a thing called fire poi. <clears throat> that is two Kevlar wicks. Nice. Yeah, that is two Kevlar wicks on the end of a Technora cord, which is a fire retardant cord. You dip those into camp fuel, and you shake them off, get the excess fuel out of them, and you light them on fire, and you do geometric patterns with them, right? Compound circles, basically. <clears throat> we have yeah. photographers that come out, and they photograph us, and they use long exposure. The oh. same things that they're supposedly using. There's the same things that they are supposedly using in these things, right? It's a long exposure shot. That's why you don't see people because they're moving too fast. Bullshit. The reason we use long exposure in fire photography is because the poi move too fast, so you can't see the trails that the fire makes. But when they use long exposure, you can see all of the geometric patterns in the fucking shot. Yes. Because they have had it exposed for so long. So it would be actually the opposite of what Mike was saying. If they used long exposure, there would be huge streaks of people. It would just be black streaks all through the fucking picture. So wait, it would be absolutely unintelligible. Was was Mike? I can did actually, Mike make an alt account on Telegram to like be that per that Spurg that was in our chat that was doing that exact bit that apparently Mike did uh, about the exposures I don't and know. shit. But I, I know he did it on the show. He did it on TDS. I don't know about the chat, though. I couldn't make it through that episode. I couldn't make it, like, past, like, I think nine minutes was my limit. I'm like, no. I, I, I just fucking yeah, can't. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That, he actually, like, I can even show pictures, like, that don't have my face in it that 
like prove what I'm saying, right? I have a ton of fucking pictures of me spinning fire, and you can see what I'm talking about. They use these long exposure shots where the shutter stays open for longer, right? It burns more of the picture, or however the hell you want to say it. But yeah. the reason they do that is to pick up on the things that are moving too fast, right? So they can still see them. Like, it's the exact opposite of what he was saying, you know what I mean? And what everybody yeah. who tries to debunk that says. And I actually know this because I'm like, no. Like, dude, I did this for, for I, I did this professionally for fucking five years. You can't tell me. I know. I, I know for a fact. I know photographers who do it. Yeah, I don't know why like especially people on trs like i don't know why people shit on johnny or like all uh, on us in general like we're proven right more than everyone else like in fact it's instead of guilty until proven innocent it's like right until proven wrong like proven wrong right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think more of it is a a troll than anything i just think they like to fuck with you guys man, i mean honestly. a lot of it yeah but uh, i mean i know during that episode like Sven was like it, it was just trolling, but like Mike seemed pretty committed and serious to it, and I was just like, <laughs> you know what? Since I, I at least my autism is preventing me from catching your irony here, I can't listen to this. Like Sven, like I knew he was just shit posting. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's funny, but uh, please stop, just just stop. <laughs> yeah. It's and just, there oh, goes man. our chances of going on TRS. Nah. Hey, hey, you know, no, hey, fucking, um, Luz would trash I mean, talk. Le- the I was about to say Liz the is on there. <laughs> yeah. Liz is on there. They track, they trash talked everyone. You know, it was, it was mostly Alex, but Alex, you know, other than that. Uh, Alex McWho? Alex McFag of the Learned Elders of Zyklon. Yeah. But you've heard of him? God, he, I am still trying. I have yet. I know we were on that call that last night. Copy pasta, Dude, man. I still uh. haven't got it. I, I want to dangle that over Les's heads. So I, I have yet another <laughs> reason to be like, let me on your show and you'll get access to the to the copy pot. The Alex, be Alex McNabb copy pasta. I love Alex, dude. He's literally like one of my favorite parts of TRS or TDS, man. I fucking love Alex McNabb. <laughs> You know, I think it's I think it's because he and I think a little. Well, we have kind of the same thoughts on things and the way the world is. You know what I mean? I'm kind of into some of that postmodern thought and shit. You know what I mean? I like that shit. Yeah, I just I just wish Meraki was an actual like panelist. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. It it would just be so fucking perfect. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if he's still doing it, but it. He it, it, I forget where I found it a while back. I was just trying to find like old merchant minutes after like after uh, everything got purged, all those compilations off YouTube. I think one still exists, but I was trying to find yeah. other uh, merchant minutes like the older Dude, ones. And have you heard? Did you hear this most recent one? It was fucking fire. Dude. Oh right? yeah, the yeah. one where he fucking was from Monday. Monday. Yes. Wait, from this week's or yeah, last yeah. week's? From last Monday. Week's, last week's. Last week's was yeah, yeah. yeah, last week's was good. I have yet I'm saving today's episode for tomorrow at work. Same, same, same. <laughs> I uh, I'm in the same boat there. I I haven't listened to today's episode yet, but um 
last week's episode when he fucking talked about the gay choir and the uh Yes. And oh yeah, dude. That was fucking fire. Uh yeah, we talked dude, about I mean, that last had week. Me riled up. I was about to Sad. I was about to start kicking fucking studs over on my job site and shit. <laughs> Alright guys. I was, yeah, I, so correct I me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Me and Maraku we we would just kind of build off each other. Like if 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 I don't know if John, if you listened to the last episode we did, I I kind of went, I I held back as much as I could, but I there was definitely some fed posts, a lot. Oh no, I've been fed posting like a motherfucker. I'm waiting yeah. for Mr. White Tuber to ask me to just not come on his show anymore because I'm gonna get our, I'm gonna get everybody swatted. I mean, because dude. I mean, that's just where we're at. I've been trying to explain to people, like, we are past the point of no return in this thing. It's gotten so bad. These fucking Jews are not giving this back. There's no voting our way out of this. There's none of that shit's ever going to happen. And anybody who thinks it is can fucking keep on dreaming, dude. Because if you think this fucking Cthulhu-esque demon kite is going to let go of the levers of power and let whites get in there and take control... You're fucking high. If you think they're going to do it without a fight, without a physical fight, you're high. They're they're you're doing the fighting shit. on the physical fighting on on one end. Like you're not fighting back. You're you're just like, but but, but yeah, my the my politics We're just stole. getting our ass kicked. Yeah, she's like yeah. While I'm getting my face kicked, and it's like yeah. But listen to my logic and reason, though. <laughs> and, yeah, and can you can you imagine if the situation was was reversed? That'd be so crazy, dude. Yeah, and just euphemism, euphemistic shit like that. It drives me up the wall, man. It drives me yeah, up same. the fucking wall. Like, the way I see it is if you're not at least on your way to being one of our guys by now, like, there is no hope for you. Like, I, I don't know what else it will take yeah. for you to fucking was, wake the fuck up. I was just saying this shit last night on the war room, man. The lines are drawn, dude, and everybody fucking knows it. Everybody fucking knows it. The line in the sand has been fucking drawn, and everybody knows it, and people are just picking their sides. Some slower than others, right? But here's the deal. These fucking demons that are coming after these children, dude, the fact that we just had that Jew write an op-ed about how they should be performing sexual explicit acts in front of children, if that doesn't get people ready to sell their fucking cloak and buy a sword, then they're the enemy. Right at this point, like, how do you see them any other way? If people are willing to accept the sexual abuse of children, how do we not see that person as a fucking enemy that needs to be extinguished? Right? Like, th this goes beyond politics. We're talking about our fucking kids now, man. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, are, are you really yeah, going to let your kids suffer because you're too much of a fucking optics cuck? And it's always a Jew behind it. Like, literally always a fucking jew i was just talking about this shit with the guy i was working with today i was like dude just look at it i was like anytime you see something that is egregiously offensive to you i mean something like not because you know i'm a way more extreme than any of the guys at my work my boss the owner of the company really likes me and he like likes to talk to me about things because he knows i won't he knows what i'm gonna say basically uh but the other guys will kind of like tacitly agree with me right mostly just to not have to have the argument with me because they know I'm going to fucking destroy them in this argument. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, even him, I was telling him, I was like, listen, dude, 
Not even like a race thing. This doesn't have to have anything to do with race. Go and look at the most egregious shit you can think about. Child child molesting, pedophilia, uh, mats, minor attracted persons, transgenders. Look at those people and look where it all started. I was like, yes, there may be some like whites and non-whites that are affected by this. They may be actually going through these transition surgeries. They may be actually the ones that are getting molested and doing the molesting. But all of the ideology, the crux of the ideology, where these ideas come from, 100% of the time comes from a Jew. And if you ignore that, you're part of the fucking problem. Oh, you're a map? Well, they're going to need a map to find your dismembered body parts when I'm fucking done with you. Amen. Like, yeah. Well, no, I, um it's like and um you, you know I was listening to uh I was listening to an older episode of um Assigning the Spectrum when you talked about that fucking trans ranch thing oh, in yeah. uh, Colorado. Um and you know the there was that t- uh that one fucking town that Tripoli I think in Colorado um where it's like the tranny fucking capital of the world for surgery or whatever. And you know, I just I just did some minor searching into that, and turns out uh, the fucking doctor there that was performing the surgeries, he he has a very specific ethic background. Oh, cool. Uh, I wonder what it could be. Yeah, I mean, you know, who could it every be now? Every fucking time. Oh, every single fucking time. You know, it's like, and oh my goodness. You know, man, speaking of, though, well, it's like, a lot of the problem is, is like, you know, you have these people that, you know, are so close to being dissident, right? But they listen, but they listen to fucking people. These, uh... And then they turn on Fox fucking... News and it's all ruined. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's like... They turn on Fox News or, you know, their daily shit is listening to, like, fucking Alex Jones or, like, Steve Bannon or some shit. And it's like, you're so fucking close you know, like, you're doing, like, COVID vac shit. Get like, off the graduated animal farm. It's like, you know, like, listen, you know, like, you can, you can do COVID vac shit and still have fun. Just fucking shit posts on the paranormies. It's not that fucking yeah, fucking hard. You, you can be anti-vax you know, and also hate niggers and kikes. Like, you, come you home, know, white man. You can, you, you can have it both ways. Which, which way, white man? Yeah, so... Do you do the... To show you guys that, (laughs) yeah, so to show, to give everyone a little white pill. So I've only been working on this. I I wouldn't even consider it a project. It's just kind of like one of those things, whatever I talk to this coworker of mine, like it, it just devolves into kind of like conspiratorial stuff. I think it's because like, it was pretty much me like spurging to my boss, like for a while, like he was like, all right, every month he would be, have to ask me. Are you going to get the vax? And then I would just go off on a fucking rant saying, like, this shit's going to fucking kill you. You're retarded if you take it, this and that. And I, I guess he overheard a couple times. So l- let me just say, we started out, or this whole project started out as he thought that the um, England and, and, like, the royal family is behind it all. And then a week or so ago, he came up to me while I was smoking a cigarette during lunch and we, he confronted, he brought this up to me. I didn't bring it up to him. He went out of his way to find me smoking. And he was, and we talked about the Jews for at least 30 minutes. Holy shit, dude, let's fucking go. Like, 
like everything from like biblical times shit to current year like everything and, and it's not like he's like my age like this dude's i don't know probably in his like 40s somewhere in there my guess yeah and it's just like now now he's like coming up to me is like so you mentioned that the jews were behind this and, and i'm assuming he did his own research into into like the shit that i would say and uh yeah, I I think he was like, holy fuck. I think he's onto something here. But but we all know that like, Yeah, you know, maybe that old uh maybe that old Jack isn't so fucking crazy after all, huh? Yeah. What hey, the shit? Yeah, but like uh, you know, I eventually I'll work him into um it's actually the Swiss. That that's actually who's behind. Yeah, it. yeah, you know, that's true. <laughs> the eternal yeah. Swiss, man. Dude. You really It I was I it I, I mean I I all still, roads lead. To, all roads lead to Geneva. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, yeah, no, I was gonna say like I before we did that episode, like I would still shit. Po- I mean, I still shit post about it, but like, it's fucking true, dude. Like, it's not even a shit post anymore. It's like it, it literally is the Eternal Swiss. Bruh, well, like, that's where the know. headquarters of the CIA and shit are, right? Yeah, like, CIA the, the, and like, yeah. yeah, and a laundry list of, literally in just Geneva alone, a laundry list of is international it, organizations. Is that not also where CERN is? It is. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, man, that right there is some fucking spooky shit, dude. CERN scares the fuck out of me. And I am 100% convinced that they have fucked with our world, playing around with that shit. What's the uh, statue? Was oh, yeah, it a 100%. Shiva statue that they that they yes, have in front? A statue of Shiva the Destroyer, yes. Yeah. A statue of Shiva the Destroyer. It's like, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just art, you know? Not only that, not only that, in one of their videos, so they did a video, uh, this was, God, this is old hat shit this was years ago was this the uh fake child sacrifice or some shit like that no that was a real sacrifice and we'll touch on that here in a second um but i can't remember what year it was say 2015 somewhere around in there they did a video to the pharrell song happy right the happy happy that stupid shit in that video, they are doing a ritualistic dance to Kali as a group. Like, they're in the middle of this. They're on this round platform. Oh, I remember and the dance that. that. they're doing, the dance that they are doing, that synchronized dance, isn't just, like, something they made up. That is a ritualistic Hindu or whatever dance to the god of destruction, Kali. I remember seeing that on, like, in Pole that- or X way, way back when that first happened. Yeah, this is like this is a hundred years ago. Yeah, it was forever ago. And the way time moves today, it literally, it literally feels like a hundred years ago. And does. in that same video, they had a scientist dude. This scientist is now fucking dead, by the way. They had a dude in there who it only showed him for just like a few seconds, and his fucking entire uh, his desk was just in shambles. There was fucking papers everywhere. He was an old fatter. When he wasn't like 400 pounds, but he was an old, chubby white guy with long hair. And he was holding a fucking sign that said Mandela and Bond 1. All of these things referring to the Mandela effect shit, right? And now the guy's fucking dead. All of this was all in the same video. And this was before the Mandela effect thing was like a real popular deal, right? I don't even know if it was a thing yet. You know what I mean? When the actual video was shot, I should say, right? 
Uh, yeah, it became yeah. a thing, right? It became a thing and became famous in Mandela Effect circles afterwards, but it was shot before, right? It was shot before this stuff was started to talk about. And man, I'm telling you, dude, that shit, what they're doing there is not right. Why do we need to do that? Why do we... Like, I was having this conversation with uh, my fucking my buddy at work, same guy I was just talking about earlier. And I was talking to him about movie. And this is obviously CERN is far down the line for movies, but I was just talking to him about movies. Like, this is why I am a fucking devout Luddite. I, I know we're sitting here doing a show on the internet, but like, that's where we're at. I wouldn't be fucking, I would not be sad at all if the fucking internet shut down tomorrow and everybody had to go back to a more agrarian style of life. The internet that's was the a kind fucking of life mistake. I want. It was a fucking mistake, and so were movies, dude. Like, think about this. I want to. The put internet this was also in made in Switzerland. Yes, Ooh, I did not. It know was. That. It was. Yep. I, I want to put this people picture, picture in people's head for for movies. The movie theater. Think about going into the movie theater, and think about how many morbidly obese, just disgusting, fat fucking people are sitting there with a huge fucking bucket of popcorn in a headlock. And a huge fucking gallon of soda pop and a headlock in the other arm. And they're just sitting there slurping down butter and corn syrup while watching someone's head get chopped off. Like watching Saw, someone just being brutally fucking tortured. Like, why the fuck do we need that? Yeah, imagine not bringing a can of beans to the movie theaters. Or, Or imagine just, like, not being a fat sack of shit sitting there poisoning yourself while you watch somebody get tortured to death. Like, what kind of, like mental fuckery is that like like uh, why do we need that as a society that shit should be shut down i'm all for demolishing all of hollywood and also i'm also for i've been a proponent of this for a long time demolishing all restaurants people need to cook for their own family they need to be getting their own you know what i mean buying their own food natural foods and cooking for their fucking family I mean, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. That, that's pretty anti-Semitic of you. You want to destroy Hollywood? Oh, I would be all for burning that motherfucker to the ground. Finally, the Holocaust will be real. In Minecraft. Yeah. Legally and with due process. Yes. Legally but, with due process in a book you're writing in Minecraft. But like fear por- covers it. like fear porn at the movies aside, like just being fat, like how do you how can you stand looking at yourself? Even if you're not looking at yourself I in the mirror, like how can you like understand the fact that you are fucking obese as shit and just live with yourself? Yeah, as a uh as a former person who was um I mean I was technically obese. Um I was too, but a while back. But um, yeah, no, it's like I, like, I look at old pictures of myself and I'm like, what the fuck? Who's that fucking loser? When I was, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck happened? When I was 25 you know? years old, I weighed 280 pounds. I'm 37 yeah. now, and I weigh 187. So I've lost over 100 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life, Holy unironically. Shit. Like, I know a lot of people say that, but I am literally in better shape now than I was when I was wrestling in high school. That's fucking impressive, Because I work dude. out. And when – I'll talk to you off air about, about it. There's there are some downsides to that. Oh, we'll talk off air about it. But, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm glad with where I'm at. My, I look great. I feel great. I'm more agile than I've ever been. Uh, you know yeah, what you're I mean? better so, off than you were before. I love it. 
Yeah, there's just like there are some side effects that you, and this is the problem with being fat. Like it destroys your body in ways you never even knew, things you never even thought about. You know what I mean? And it's just fucking tearing you apart. Another thing is like, I looked back, you know, because I look at people now, right? Now that I'm in shape, and I look at people, and and I I know now that everything you do. When you are fat, everything you do and everything you say is predicated by the fact that, you, the fact that you're a fat fuck, right? Nobody really respects you. Nobody takes you seriously, right? None of those things because you don't even have the wherewithal to take care of your fucking self. Why would they yeah. listen to anything you fucking say? Yep. Yeah, you know, the only thing I got to say about, uh, the only thing I got to say positive about fat people is, you know, they got really insane leg strength, you know. Just getting up is like but squatting. They, no, they don't. Pounds. They have but arthritis. They, no, they have arthritis crazy. in their knees yeah. because they can't hold all that fucking weight because their body wasn't meant yeah, for it. They're just, they're just crushing their bones. That's literally just a testament to how strong human bones are. That's literally all that yeah. is <laughs> because their the, their muscle doesn't exist. Like fat people, like fat eats away at your muscle, and their muscle is just surrounded by fat. So you'll see this big, huge. 300 pound motherfucker and if you were able to somehow like shred away all that fat and have him flex his bicep it would literally be like a bottle cap there would be nothing there because the fat yeah. is just eating away at it so much is it's, meth it's considered insane, keto man. yes base <laughs> all right so everyone uh, and i am only being ironic about this and totally not serious do meth and do keto if you're fat this is a joke. Don't actually I mean, do it. But this also, will, uh, well, this will lose you plenty of weight. But also, it might be better than being fat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I prefer the meth no state than the fat no state. You, oh, you see, ooh, ironically I mean, enough, doing shit tons of meth is somehow preferable to fucking being a fat fuck. Yeah, and like on top and of you, know you not being fat thought. any, on top of you not being fat anymore, you're gonna be a lot more productive. You're gonna be you a know what cracks unit. me up? What and up? Your house one is going to be most, clean, and oh my goodness. One of the most oxymoronic things I've ever seen in my life, dude, is fat fucks walking around calling themselves fascist or national socialists. Oh, that's like, fucking you yeah. fat sack of shit. You obviously have read nothing. This is like. You obviously have read nothing about <laughs> fascism or fucking national socialism because you literally don't make the team, bro. Wait, so fasc make fascism isn't just like Dungeons and Dragons? It, it's it's not isn't fake. Isn't just and Dungeons and Dragons and hating women? Wait, what? Come on now. No, fascism isn't even really necessarily a political ideology. It's a philosophy for life. It's a way of living. Yeah, I was you know, gonna say it's a way of life. Said a fascist man is yeah, the fascist man is called to a higher purpose. I mean, that's that's the literally word almost verbatim what Benito Mussolini said. In the doctrine of fascism, right? We are called to a higher truth. We are supposed to be the best versions of ourselves we can possibly be. And it's impossible for you to be the best version of yourself when you're fucking dying of fucking heart failure because your heart is surrounded by by fucking blubber. And that's how like, you, you know we live... be a fascist and be fat. Yeah, that's how you know we live in an in, in, for, yeah, inverted reality because, oh, well... This society currently embraces fat people. Oh, like oh, it, it, it's just who you are. And meanwhile, they they in the, they tell you like oh, this fascist evil person wants you to better yourself and be healthy and live a long life and have children. And somehow that's 
that's evil. Oh, the humanity! Oh, God! They, they want you to be healthy, have children. You can't do that. Consume the corn syrup, goy. No, that, those are literally like signs. That's Those things that you guys are saying are unironically like some of the signs of an extremist that they're putting out on like Facebook and shit like that. Like people yeah, who want yeah, to have yeah. a traditional family, people who believe in core values, like just very like normal shit. Like now makes you an absolute extremist. Yeah. 100%. And and like, yeah, so we, uh, I've, at least the people, the people that have known me since like, you know, back when I was in like high school and shit, I've been pretty, um, I, I, at that time in my life, I was like, Grug brain Nazi. Um, so like everyone knew I was a Nazi, but they were like, you know, but I mean, he's a Nazi, but like, he's a nice guy. So like, you know, it, it, it made it easier to kind of like espouse my ideas. So if you're listening to this for whatever reason, and you're like 13 years old, uh, just, just be full out Nazi and just get it over with. So that way no, it dude, becomes a norm I, when, you. when you're older. That's how, Thank you, Jack, because that is my new fucking mission. Go full mask off, dude. Have you seen my shirt that I posted on my thing? I bought a shirt from Dissident Apparel. It says, this fascist kills machines. I wear that motherfucker to public. I recorded myself in McAllister's ordering food with the motherfucker on. I recorded myself driving down the street listening to Fasheen. The fucking turned all the way up. Guys, niggers and spicks, get up. Just screaming it out my door, pulling into a gas station to show people. (laughs) Go mask off, dude. Be who the fuck you are. To, to quote uh, Richard, one, not one of my favorite people in the world, but to, a good quote of his, become who the fuck you are. Become who you are. Show these people who the fuck it. We are in a position now that we can't afford to be passive. I tell people exactly what the fuck I think, no matter where I'm at. Fourth yeah. of July, at a fucking family event. Just this past weekend, I went and fucking camped with some old fucking childhood friends of mine, a guy I've known since second grade. I haven't seen him in years, but he came to visit my mom because you all know my mom's sick. So we reconnected and he asked me to come out and go camping with him. So this past weekend we went. It was fun, but it was miserable. It rained all night, right? From like seven o'clock on, it was just a torrential torrential downpour at our campsite. But... We were all chilling, hanging out underneath these these canopies and stuff while it was raining, having some drinks, shooting the shit, and I started talking. You know what I mean? The guy, one of the guys was down there talking about how he was telling this story about he had read some book that was saying that the um, basically the, the tale of Adam giving a rib to a woman was basically an allegory for a man giving reason to a woman because woman is an emotional creature. And we got into that conversation and I started talking about, yes, how women are ruled by their emotions and men are supposed to be logic. That's why in the Bible it says love comes from the man to the woman to the children, right? The man is, the man is supposed to be the head of the relationship. And all of this shit just completely snowballed. And to me, eventually telling these people about fascism and telling them they should read a Squire's trial. And they all loved it. They oh, sat yeah. there and lapped it up. Because that it's it's part of my personality, right? You guys have to realize you have to be able to work a crowd, right? You have to have some fucking personality. You have to have some charisma. And like I'm I can talk to people, right? Like when I go on service calls, I'm the one they have go talk to the guy because they know I can get the dude to laugh. I can read this motherfucker and I can bend him to my will, right? I have that ability. 
so just be open with who you are, man. Don't hide your fuck. When you're talking about Jewish power, don't say, oh, yeah, the bankers and the Zionists. Tell them, no, it's these fucking Jews, man. When you're talking about fucking the state of this country, we're just talking about blacks. You point out the fact that these niggers are out of control and they create the same conditions no matter where they are in the world. South Central Los Angeles, Chicago, Baltimore, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma are no fucking different from some ghetto in fucking Africa or Haiti. They're the exact fucking same. The only difference is these niggers got guns and not machetes. Right? You have to say that shit to these people because they all know it's true. Everybody fucking knows it's true. Even the people who hate us and, and are on the other side, the most fucking self-hating white liberals still know what we're saying is true so yeah. just go mask yeah. off guys we are in no position to be fucking beating around the bush with these people anymore it's time to go full-fledged and another thing is letting other people know you're out there yeah right? that's the biggest issue with bringing people into our thing is people are scared of being isolated even further than they already are white people already feel atomized and isolated and separated from society yeah the last thing they want to do is separate themselves further from their immediate friend group so we have to let people know like hey man if those people on you because of, yeah if those people that tell you they love you turn their back on you because you told them what you really believe they never fucking loved you anyway bro Come home. Yeah. We got like, you. Fuck and and like, I, like I was saying, like they're, all these people that are just on the fence, they're, they're just looking for that permission. Like like my coworker, like when talking to him about the Jews, like all it took was one fucking day where I, I helped, helped him deliver a fucking engine for his car to his house. And, and then we just stood outside after, after we unloaded it for about an hour. And then he, he spouted his retarded idea of like, Oh, it's it's the the royals in England, and and now I have them talking about the Jews after one conversation, one conversation. That's all it took. And honestly, like whether or not these people are on the fence, or like whoever you're talking to, or if it's like someone who fucking hates you for just being white, it's just like they'll respect you a lot more if you're just being full fledged honest. Like you're not holding anything well, and, back. And a lot of people like. Not only will they like respect you, they will be in awe of you because you have to realize people are so used to getting the runaround, even from these fucking these skin suits that call themselves fucking conservative, whatever that even fucking means anymore. I mean, that's not even a thing anymore. That word doesn't even exist to me anymore because these motherfuckers haven't conserved a fucking thing. But even from these people, their cohorts, right? So I don't know how to really phrase this. A conservative peer group is a is a huge circle jerk. It's a bunch of people jerking each other off and never giving any, any each other the straight story, right? Well, now they you got know, porn like stars the, to do it now. The, yeah, exactly. It's them constantly beating around the bush. It's the, you know, I ain't racist. My best friend's black, but we got to be honest about what's going on here. Like, no, stop it. If you just come out and say, no, look, niggers are violent and you know it. Everywhere they are, they create a fucking problem. Tell people like this. So I, I was talking to – I gave Jane this example the other day. We were driving through a place in Oklahoma where there are these huge volleyball courts, and these places are always packed full of 100% white people, white families running around. They got fucking canopies up. They got fucking coolers out there, blah, 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 blah. About 15 minutes away from that is one of the most savage ghettos in Tulsa. And I was like, babe, what do you think would happen if I went – and picked up 10 niggers and dropped them off in the middle of that. 
those people would leave like a fucking bomb got dropped in the middle of that son of a bitch. But if you went up to any of those people and was like, hey, man, are you racist? Do you hate niggers? They'd be like, no, man, what the fuck's wrong with I you? Love like I, I love diversity. I love it. My best, my best fucking friend's black, buddy. You know what I mean? But but drop 10 ghetto-dwelling niggers off there and see how they react. Listen. Everybody knows what we're saying is the truth, man. Unless, Everybody Unless you get the it. response, yeah, my best friend, one of my best friends is black, and he also hates niggers. Unless you get that response, like, you're fucking <laughs> cuck, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am a full advocate of mask off uh, white nationalism. I mean, I understand that some people have, like, I have a good buddy uh, who I meet up with, like, every Sunday, actually. He comes to the house. We go and do hikes and shit. He's uh, one of our guys, but he, I'm really the only one he talks to because he is in a position to where if he got doxxed, it could legitimately ruin everything he's working for right now, right? Because of what he's trying to do, right? He's trying to do something that's important, and it will be good for him, right? He will be a successful man. So I understand people who are in that position, but, like, dude, if you're not going for some huge fuck, if you're like me, if you're some fucking tradesman, quit fucking around, dude. Your fucking boss at your little shop isn't going to fire you for your political views. Come on, man. If he does, there's another shop that will hire you. You know what I mean? Guys like us, we have to be the vanguard here, man. Guys with a little less to lose than some of the other guys have to be the vanguard in this thing. And doxing and we have has to put ourselves out there. Yeah, doxing has no it's power. Impotent. Imagine if everyone who even thinks remotely close to us, imagine if we all were just like, fuck it. You're not going to dox me. If anyone's going to dox me, I'm going to dox me. All hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us just, like, letting it out. Like, yeah, I'm a fucking Nazi. Yeah, and... Like, what are they going to fucking do? Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, 100%, dude. Uh, I'll tell you right now, man. Um, Here in a few months, like, once I get my shit situated, I got some things I have to do right now. But here in a few months, dude, I'm probably going to just start doing shows with my face. Because, like, wh what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You sure as fuck ain't going to come to my house. Please come to my fucking house. That'll be the worst fucking thing you ever did. Become, so, man, what become one of those maps. Become one of those maps yeah, that's you gotta, scattered. You know? Yeah, get your fucking self written house real fucking quick, huh? Straight the fuck up. I mean, what are you gonna tell my boss? Tell my boss. What's yeah. that gonna do? Have fun with that. Hang up the phone on you. Because I already told yeah. told my boss I hate niggers and kikes. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, my boss. No, there's nothing you can tell my boss about me that he don't already fucking know, bud. You know what I mean? Like it's like I've it's told like, him yeah, things uh, that I've never said my on boss air. Boss is aware of this and he's fine. <laughs> my boss is aware of this and now he he wants to strap himself to a missile and get launched at Israel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, from the river to the sea, buddy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I, f I forget where I was going with the, with the main point of like going mask off, but pretty much uh, the earlier just, uh, the earlier you do it, the better and easier it is. So listen, if, and let's eh. be honest, and let's be honest here. You're right. The earlier, the faster you. It's like ripping off a bandaid, right? The quicker you rip it off, the less painful it is. Just gotta get and, it and over let's with. Let's be honest, man. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here, guys. And I hope the best for everybody listening to this that ever listens to this show. I hope you. Climb to the highest, highest fucking mountaintop you can possibly achieve in your life. But let's be honest. 
How many of us are really listening to this going to go be doctors or fucking lawyers or professors or anything where doxing really fucking matters? Well, I'm not a refugee from Africa, so I can't be a doctor or scientist or I can't be those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Oh, yeah, true. you ain't the right complexion for that connection. Yeah, no. Yes. I mean, like, for me, like, this is how open I was. So back, I mean, even when I was, so I was still like a grug brain Nazi when I was active duty, and um, when I was at Fort Drum, you know, they got a lot of snow up there, and uh, one day I was, I literally did not do this. Otherwise, I totally would own up to this because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Everyone came up to me. It was like, bro, did you do this? Apparently, someone drew a fucking swastika in the snow on one of the vehicles on the windshield. And the commander saw it. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone was like, it was literally the meme of like all the girls in the classroom looking back at you. It was was literally that. I'm like, it actually wasn't me though. Like I have an alibi, but like whoever did that, like like, bravo to them. Like it it wasn't a hail Hortler. It it was actually a well-drawn out swastika. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, it wasn't fucked uh, up. It was it was done right. Definitely good form. Nice, nice. Yeah, you love to see it. Good form, nice hooks. You know, I've nice wrote, ninety degrees. I've bro. never wrote. I've never wrote swastikas or anything on job sites, but I have, and I still do, quite frequently. Every time I see where these Mexicans have wadded up toilet paper and thrown it in the piss part of the portajon, I always write "bean nigger." And fucking point an arrow down every time because it makes me so mad, dude. It, like, why do you throw toilet paper in the piss pot, bro? What the fuck are you doing, man? So for for us non-southerners, I'm assuming that means urinal. Yeah, yeah, the portajon, the urinal. Oh, the, the portajon. Oh, okay. Portable. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now that we've clarified. Well, uh, we. Cl- well, the the piss pot is the part of the urinal where you take a piss in, right? And then there's the shitter oh, and then the piss. Oh, yeah. I, I I've never actually like delved into the um the names for everything when it comes to <laughs> the, 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 I just, the esoteric just, like, urinal culture. Yeah, esoteric <laughs> urinalism. Like, oh shit! I, I just like yeah, I'm going to the porter shitter. Be right back. Dude, those things are the fucking... I hate those things, dude. I will fucking... I'll risk my job to shit in a brand new unit as opposed... I will not let my ass cheeks touch those disgusting fucking things, man. I was at a job out in rural Oklahoma, and the the Porta John was probably a quarter, half mile away. It was a big fucking... It was a big house on a lot of land. We had to drive down to this Porta John. And I drive down to that motherfucker, and I have to I have to use the restroom bad, man. And I get there, and I kick it up this the the lid with my boot, right? And I look, and I mean this thing's probably three inches from the top, just filled with with shit, with fecal matter. Oh, and I'm looking, man. and it looked, and no, hold on, it looked like it was like boiling. It looked like it was bubbling. I'm looking at it like, what the fuck? Oh, you got to experience the 120 degree porto shitters? Oh, Maggots. Man. It was filled with maggots. There were so many maggots in it that it looked like it was boiling, and I have never been able to bring myself. To... It's hard for me to take a piss in one, dude. Well, you you actually um, that's as close as you can get to an army experience right fucking there. 
Oh my god, dude. It was like, I felt like I was in a horror film. It was terrible, dude. Yeah, like the heat mixed with the shit and everything else. Like, my god. It's just... Uh... That's why they come back and get strung out on drugs and are homeless. <laughs> yeah, I'm an alcoholic because I had to deal and, with and... that. Yeah. In <laughs> maggot-infested, steaming hot porta shitters, man. Oh my god. I'm gonna kill myself! Yeah, exactly. So on that note, we're at about or close to uh, an hour and ten minutes. So uh, I know I gotta piss. So we'll take a break and uh, we'll be right back. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna play for a song, but uh, I don't know. You got you got any recommendations? Uh, nothing that I can think of right now. I wasn't asking you. I was asking oh. our, our our beloved guest. Yes, Mr. Guest. John. Paging John Fast. Jesus Christ, I was talking I was talking to you the entire time, dude. I'm muted. I'm sorry. Yes, I can send you a I can send you a song. Based. Alright, uh, well whatever he chooses for a song, that's our break song. And I hope you enjoy. We'll be right back.
Alright, everyone mute now, and then I'll just edit this shit out later. Three, two... And we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed the music. And I'm still joined by Mr. John Fashcroft and Nate. So, uh... Hey. Mr. Fashcroft. Uh, so you got something, uh, about China for us here. Well, yeah, I figured since we spent the first hour just shitposting away, we would talk about the, like, the best IRL worldwide shitpost ever coming from China as they threaten to nuke Japan nonstop if it tries to defend Taiwan in any way, and it's making an exception to its no-first-use policy on nukes just for Japan. It's one of the funniest things I've read in the news in a long time. Just the the chutzpah of these fucking chinks and the way they're trolling America. and ba- Basically, they're bully-siding Japan while they troll America is exactly what they're doing. And it's, it's actually a master stroke. So the Chinese Communist Party has threatened that they will nuke Japan if it defends Taiwan. In a video uploaded from whatever the fuck Chinese name that is, a Chinese online video sharing platform, China says if Japan dares to intervene when it decides to liberate Taiwan, it will launch a full-fledged war against Japan, starting the attack with nuclear bombs. <laughs> it's the first the first strike is going to be a fucking nuke on these jets. Screw jacks. your optics, I'm going in. They're going the fuck in, dude, and it just it keeps getting better because like here we go uh implying CCP nukes are real. Said that yeah, check this out. So the CCP says that if Japan deploys even one soldier, one plane and or one ship in support of Taiwan, it will not respond with equal measure, but instead will start a full-scale war against Japan. Quote, "We will use nuclear bombs first. We will use nuclear bombs continuously." until Japan decides to declare unconditional surrender for the second time. And by second time, we're referring to the surrender of Japan to the Allied forces after the nuclear bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki during World War II. (laughs) Also hard implying. Shit talking. Yeah, hard implying nukes are real. But I mean, like, you know, China may be controlled by the Jews, but it's just like hentai and its consequences have been a disaster for the Western civilization race like let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's be real here so let's talk about the nuke question while i have heard the the idea or the argument that nukes aren't real they're just massive mil- they're just massive ordnance right they're just massive bombs yeah what makes me think that they are real is like that they were largely invented by jews and jews are just evil enough to do something like that, right? Wasn't it Oppenheimer, the Jew who says, today I become death, destroyer of worlds, as he had his weird Jewish chubby over the fact that he just nuked fucking thousands of people? Today I become... J. Robert Oppenheimer. Today I become Yid, diddler of kids. (laughs) Got him. But, um, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm... If if memory serves me right, the all like, all the footage of these supposed... Uh, nuclear detonations over Japan. Those were produced in Laurel Canyon, if I remember correctly. Oh, well, Lookout Mountain. I didn't... Well, actually, I did not know that, but I do know a lot. Well, I know a bit about Lookout Mountain. So, yeah, Lookout Mountain was the uh, U.S. military's fucking movie 
film studio. They built their own film studio to shoot propaganda films right up above Laurel Canyon in a place called Lookout Mountain. Uh, They've produced more content than Hollywood has to current date. Yes, 100%. They have put out more motion pictures than than Hollywood has. Yes. Um, I used to know the guy's name. Man, I used to know names of people. So there was... There was a security clearance you had to have to go into this, uh, this into Lookout this Mountain, obviously, right? It's a military Zulu base. Fucking, right. Yeah. But, like, uh, Peter Fonda, um, a bunch of old famous. It's basically, so Lookout Mountain is, is, I mean, it's literally right there in Laurel Canyon, but it has the exact same story as Laurel Canyon, just with with actors instead of musicians, right? So how What's Crosby, the Stills, and Nash... The, well, right. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Mamas and the Papas, uh, Frank Zappa, everybody that was anybody from back in those... in the, in the big hippie movement started in Laurel Canyon. I think it was uh, either Bob Dylan or fucking eric clapton or one of those guys has a quote saying uh it's fucking hilarious he says uh well i don't know what it was about the canyon but it seemed like everybody just showed up there at the same time i think that was weird stuff like so yeah it was one of those guys like obviously you know stating that these people were put there but it's like i don't know what it was man it just seemed like everybody wanted to go to the canyon at the same time weird coincidence huh what a quinky dink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What a weird place hmm. for us to all be. Hmm. And then one day, for no reason at all, we decided to make propaganda to turn your kids into hey, wait, wait, your dad works for the government? Hey, hey, my dad's a spy, too. Wait, your dad makes chemical warfare? Hey, mine, too, buddy. We Let's start a band. How, what do you think? <laughs> let's make a band called here. Let's Commit War Crimes Together. All right, let's go. Yeah. Let's make a band full of people who have absolutely no musical talent. Like Jim Morrison had like never played an instrument, never been in a band. He just he was just decided he was gonna do a music and then became the fucking leader of the doors, one of the most prolific fucking hippie bands ever. Yeah, that's like me when I started this podcast. It's like, dude, I fucking suck at everything when it comes to podcasting. I'm gonna start my own podcast. Well I mean uh, ironically well, unironically, I kind of did the same thing. I learned all this shit on the go. It was a very painful process. <laughs> For you. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. That's the only way to really do it. Like, what we were talking about on break, like, the only way to learn is the hard way. Like, when people are like, oh, uh, uh, like, let, let, send me some of your uh, episodes for for the sh- for your show. I'm just like, yeah, just don't listen to, like, the first like four or five because I'm I'm I was still trying to really get the hang of it. I mean I I don't have the hang of it now, but I'm getting a lot better, especially compared to those episodes. So yeah, let Oh no dude yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll all just pretend I, that they never happened. Well Mandela effect. Dude, my old shit. episodes My old episodes were like a really, really shitty gif on loop with me just talking over the background and there were live streams you know what i mean this wasn't like something on an rss feed so people would literally have to just sit there and watch this shitty gif loop over and over and over it's like wow this (laughs) schizo is really talking to himself for two hours i seriously don't know how you do shows by yourself i i can't do it it's tough it's tough bro it's tough 
You gotta be able to talk, that's for damn sure. Like, the best I could do would be, like, a ten-minute rant about, like, the Eternal Swiss or some shit like that. But, like, fuck, dude, two hours? It's a long time, man. I mean, like, I guess it would help with, like, if you're doing the stream and you, you get to answer, like, the commenters' questions and shit like that. Yeah. I guess that would help no. a lot, but still... Yeah, no, a lot of the times, in, in full honesty, a lot of the times the the audience, like the chat, saves my ass, right? I'll be right at the end, like, and I'm sure it doesn't seem that way, but, like, I'll be right at the end of whatever the fuck I was talking about or whatever the fuck I was ranting about, and someone will say something in the chat that will trigger something else in my head, then I go... It's like, bam, pull the lifeline card. Rant right. on that, yeah, exactly, straight up, yeah. So it's pretty much like your commenters are like co-hosts, but they're not really there in audio form. Sometimes, sometimes, like a lot of the time when I have a solid subject, you know what I mean? Like when I did the Jack Parsons show before I came on the Paranormies and did it with you guys. Yeah. When I did it by myself, when I have a deep dive, with, for lack of a better term to do, I'm great. I can talk about shit like that. For hours on end my, on my own but when it comes to like covering the news like you know or just talking about articles or world things like they're like just, just like right now like look where we're at now we started talking about the china thing but like a lot of times like what there isn't a whole lot to say about it. yeah you say what has going on you laugh about it and you move on so yeah you either have to have like a lot of shit a lot of articles or whatever to talk about or you got to kind of lean on the on the crowd a little bit you yeah know? exactly it's like you need someone to like bounce shit off of and and also it really helps when the person like shit posts about the topic that you're talking about kind of late oh yeah bit. absolutely yeah especially when you got a guy like me on like that like i was saying about fucking white tuber i don't know how long how much longer he's gonna have me even on his show because like Sometimes, man, we get to talking about shit, and I just get fucking frustrated, man, and I start going off on one of my diatribes, so it's really good to have someone in there to, like, break the the tension, <laughs> See, I guess, you know what I mean? You gotta have me on with you, so that way I can be on, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to break Borzoi's record of, like, podcasts, since apparently that's the meme, so if, I ha if you have me on with you, I can just shitpost and calm you the fuck down. Everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah, and I need it. I need it. And like you said, dude, it's tough. I, I need I want to work my shit out to where I have a co host or somebody on. I'd love to have a permanent co host, but at least somebody on every every show because dude it is, man. It's tough to carry a two hour show by yourself hmm. every week. You know what I mean? Some what sometimes if? it's easier than others. I was gonna say what if? you merged your show into mine for the one ultimate show. We talk about that. Hmm. We could definitely talk about that. Let's fucking go. Oh, man. Big things are in the works. Big time. Maybe even huge things. The ultimate podcast. Fucking huge. Is being formed right here. Right now. Speaking of huge things on the podcast, John Johnny's actually going to be coming on soon, and Reinhardt. Well, Johnny and soon. Reinhardt at the same oh. time. Oh God. Yep. It'll be like a paranormies episode. Pretty Johnny, much. Johnny, don't be mad at me. Except, except you're not the intern. I'm the intern. Look Fuck. at me. You are the intern now. <laughs> but uh, no, I. 
So we're going to be doing yeah, um, you know, as you long know. as uh, as long as as long as you allow me to steal your bit, you know, like uh, I'm going to say time travel makes you gay at the end of it. I'll allow it. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's part of the whole inter- intern bit. So Nate, the intern, congratulations. You can now say time travel makes you gay at the end of whatever the fuck you're on with me. But a little spoiler <laughs> alert, um, Johnny and Reinhardt in the near future will be on to talk about Hyperborea. I know we covered it before in our earlier episodes. Honestly, well, for starters, I don't remember a lot of what we talked about, so we're just going to rehash a shitload of what we probably already talked about and then some other stuff, some extras. But it's going to be a good show. Dude, I'm going to have to watch it's gonna that because nice. I need to be... Re- I actually need to be red-listed on Hyperborea. I don't know a, sh- a ton about it. I just always... I always equate it to, like, Atlantean-type stuff. Yeah, but I've I never mean... I've looked into it myself. Yeah, in... That's the one, one of the few things I remember from that episode when I did it way back when. God, I act like that was... Well, I mean, I, I think that was back in, like, January or February or some shit. But um, yet I remember being like, okay, so were the Atlanteans, uh, I guess TLDR, were they pretty much like lesser Hyperboreans but better than us? It, it just like as the generations well, go down, less high tech sort of thing. So sure. are Hyperboreans? Are Hyperboreans the blonde hair, blue eyed, Nordic looking uh, terrestrial race? Have you heard of these people? Yes. So this is outside of outside of any of our, you know, national socialist mythos or esoteric Hitlerism or any pro white mythos. Outside of those, in the UFO community, people who are not racially aware, people who could give a fuck less about race, all of these people talk about a race of large blonde hair, blue eyed aliens. And speaking German, and apparently in SS uniform, and I, I am like uh, referencing. I've never heard that part. Oh, dude! Um, if you go into, it's one of Robert Sepper's like older, like you would have to sort his videos if you go to his channel to like uh, oldest to newest. But it's one of the UFO ones, and it it literally has the interview between. May Allah forgive me for uttering the words a race mixed couple a nigger with a white wife but apparently they both got abducted and the nigger got um pretty much hypnotized and was describing to the hypnotist like what happened his scenery everything that was going on the genuine amount of fear in his voice and he was freaking the fuck out on multiple occasions during this interview if if you want to call it an interview, but like you cannot fake that. <laughs> and he was describing them as blonde hair, blue eyed, white people in SS uniforms, essentially. Like that's who abducted. So him. see, I've never, I've never heard the SS uniform thing, but I have heard like, and this is from multiple different, uh, places right this isn't all from like the same documentary there's a documentary with a guy named lawrence kraus if anybody's into the ufo scene they know who that guy is and in this documentary they're talking about how 
him and his little group of weirdos are trying to like channel these things, right? They do like this weird meditation thing where they try to attract UFOs or whatever. But when they're talking to these people, they're talking to different, you know, people who say they've been abducted and they talk about these blonde hair, blue eyed fucking Nordic alien race that has came and got them. When you look back to the uh, Aztec and Mayan gods, this the sky god, the gods that came from the sky, they were all blonde hair, blue eyed people. Yep. I mean, all throughout history, these yeah. terrestrial, yeah, Quetzalcoatl. Yes, exactly. That's why they acquiesced to the fucking Spanish when they got there. They looked like their god that they had seen before. They thought they were the sky people. And the, yeah, but, this um, is realm wide. Like it's not just them. It's it's yes. everywhere. They have the same. You know, all these people that had no contact with each other just so happened to have the same lore. Amazing how that works. They happen right? to see the same fucking people, you know, the same general thing. Like, what? Also, <laughs> also I posted the uh, the the video I was talking about for uh, Robert Sepper. I, I, I just posted it in the uh, prep chat if you want to check it out later on. But, like, when you listen to it, you're going to be like, yeah. holy fuck. Like, this dude is freaking the fuck. Like, you cannot fake this. Like, at all. Uh, have you heard of Valiant Thor? Mm, can't say I have. I don't think. So, Commander Valiant Thor was this... You can look up images of him. If you go look up Valiant Thor, U.S. government, or blonde hair alien from U.S. government, there was a guy they called Valiant Thor. Uh, I mean... You just have to look into it, man. He is a very Aryan-looking man, a very Nordic-looking man, and they swear to God, this guy had like six fingers on his hand. He was an alien that worked directly with the U.S. government, and he looks just like the descriptions that all of these different people have explained. Mm. So I wonder is uh, is this is so is this like connected to the Hyperborean thing? See, that's the thing. It's like I, I feel like this could splinter off into many directions. Like, I was initially okay. of the belief yeah. once once I like came to the conclusion. Well, thanks, paranormies. Space is fake and gay. So it's like okay, well, aliens are just demons then. And then Reinhardt's belief, I believe, yes. is aliens are angels. But it's just like, well, there's different types of aliens, quote unquote. So some could be demons. Some could be angels but like his argument which i guess i could see would be that demons technically aren't able to manifest themselves physically but it's just like well what if they could though well i i so if you guys remember a while back the and i'm gonna butcher this as i always do trying to remember these little factoids the head of the Israeli space or air defense, or maybe just the head of the Israeli military, some high-ranking Isra- Jew military official came out a while back and said that there are like five galactic federations, there are five different races of aliens that are coming down, and they're yep. they're talking to the U.S. government. And oh, said the all shit, this where, shit right? where Stone Toss's comic came true, where the uh, president of the United States was like, Welcome to Earth, and then he walked past him, and he's like Shalom, and then gets in with, with the Israeli limo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anyhow, you know, all of these people throughout time are telling us 
that there are different groups of these things. So if there are obviously different groups, surely they're not all this. They have different motivations, right? So they could be both. They could be angels and demons, right? Like there's there's not well, there's nothing saying that these are all the same group of things with the same intentions and the same motivations. And right? aren't the higher level uh, demons? Aren't they just fallen angels, anyways? Well, I don't think so. I think just so there's Lucifer, which was a fallen angel, and Azazel, there are the Watchers and the Nephilim. Yeah. Uh. But there are other ones, like there are the seven lords of hell, the like the, the seven top demons of hell, and I do not believe they were all fallen angels. I think that Lucifer and Mabel is is Aziz is Azazel or whatever it's Azazel? Azazel. Azazel. Isn't that just another thing for Lucifer? Or am I, I don't wrong know, like I, I hear conflicting things, but like even still, like during the fall, like with Lucifer like what, what was it? A third of all the angels sided with Lucifer got cast out of heaven, right? Okay, so the seven princes of hell are Lucifer, Belphegor, Mammon, Beelzebub, Satan, Leviathan, and Asmodeus. Amazing That's, how uh, you when you when you read off all those names, you came in like on the recording. It, it it just broke yeah. up only for the names. It yeah, it broke it, up. Yeah, it was only for the fucking names. Yeah, literally everything. You like serious? you haven't yeah. broke up this entire time, but literally when you spoke those names, it broke up. Like I knew what you were saying. Yeah, it like it fucking like yeah. modulated your voice. Wicked. Yeah, like fucking later on, later on when you listen to the recording, you'll fucking see, dude. Yeah, you'll trip that. I'm not even. Holy shit! I'm not even editing out that shit. Because y'all gonna see. Because it's amazing how he finishes reading, and now it's back to normal. Like, like nothing fucking happened. Yeah. That's wild, dude. But oh, you know, all all this shit, you know, like they did kike on a stick, haha, <laughs> right? It's all fake, right? So I want you guys to read this. This is a, 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 a you know... It's a quote from this Belphegor uh, demon, right? And this is the demon that I think is currently ruling over this world, man. So listen to this. This is a quote from Belphegor to Mephistopheles about the military position in hell. I would rather sit here and invent finding solitude and peace in my work than to meddle in affairs which clearly, are, which clearly are not suffered for my abilities. Why bathe in the blood of your enemies when you could create a machine that could bathe your enemies in blood for you? Hmm. That is a quote from the demon Belphegor. Hmm. Holy shit. Seems, uh... Seems very, uh... Relevant, very relevant huh? to our, uh... To current things, I'd say. So, here's a... Here's the thing about Valiant Thor. So the story is a documented case in the late 50s of the U.S. government and alien interaction where a man and a few companions claimed to be from the planet Venus, the, the interior of the planet, came to help humanity. He said there were at least 70 aliens from Venus living here on Earth at the time. The book Stranger at the Pentagon tells us a very peculiar story about extraterrestrial on a mission. His name was Valiant Thor, and many believed he was real. 
At 8 a.m. on March 16, 1957, Valiant Thor arrived in a ship which landed in Alexandria, Virginia, in an agricultural field. Thor was about six feet tall and 185 pounds with brown hair, brown wavy hair, and brown eyes. Police were first on the scene and found him home with only one request to meet President Eisenhower. They took him to the Pentagon, where he met with Secretary of Defense and later Eisenhower Nixon and the Chief of Staff. Valiant Thor remained in the United States for three years, according to the book, and sent to Earth to intervene on behalf of the intergalactic community. They were worried about nuclear capabilities and how nuclear... And sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. A demon took over uh, Mr. John Fashcroft's uh, audio because he he brought up a demon's name and it just yeah. But um, I spoke the name man spoke the name of the demon control in this world and he controlled my fucking computer, didn't he? Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, he, he named the weird. he named the Swiss and they they just shut down his internet. <laughs> Uh, but, what um, was that? We were talking about Valiant, right? Valiant Thor. Yeah, if you if you just want to read from the top, about? because I'm pretty sure like the majority of it was, uh, I guess, unusable, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So basically, the Valiant Thor thing is a guy who showed up, and there have been books written about him, and it's it's widely accepted. It's like a documented case from the late 1950s by the from the U.S. government shit. So. Here's a clip. Here's an excerpt from a book written about it called Stranger at the Pentagon. So it says, Valiant Thor, the human alien from Venus, Washington, D.C., VIP during the late 50s. Valiant Thor landing 002741-57, room 4D-717, Project Blue Book by Harley Andrew Byrd, nephew to the late Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd by United States Navy. Ooh, Admiral uh, Bird. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. When I asked him where he's from, he replied, I am from a planet that is called Venus. I asked him how many visitors from Venus were presently on Earth. He said there are presently 77 of us walking among you in the United States. The first meeting was in March 16, 1957 in Alexandria, Virginia. One of the finest leaders of the planet Venus operating under the direction of the central control and who had been chosen to make contacts as well as direct a project. Landed his craft and was met by two police officers, weapons drawn. A thought was a thought transference quickly convinced him that he had meant no harm and was ushered back. He was ushered into the backseat of their patrol car. After crossing over into Washington, D.C., they were met by the Secretary of Defense along with six of his staff members, soon police from every conceivable district and agency had joined in, all trying to claim their right to escort him to the president. Through his own ver- version of the power of positive thinking, he was able to dismiss them all and soon pass through the security post, followed by an Air Force captain. Meanwhile, his presence in the area had thrown everyone into a dilemma. The introduction he held from a high council worried them because they were not written in an earthly language. Their minds were given power to properly translate in the, the inscribed message. And this goes on and on and on and on and on. Talks about how he met Nixon. There are photos of the guy. Uh... It says here, miracle garment in his apartment. He was able to maintain communications with his ship and kept informed by growing 
kept informed of the growing world tensions, his uniform underwent rigid tests at the time. By today's standards, they would now be obsolete. They attempted to penetrate the material with a diamond bit drill, but it snapped the drill bit under pressure. So, yeah. Uh, that's mm. the story of Valiant Thor. He, he, the, you can look up pictures of him. Uh, there are all kinds of pictures. Supposedly, he had six fingers, uh, crazy smart, and worked and worked and lived at the Pentagon for like three years, man. You said six fingers on each hand? Yep. So, a Nephilim. Be right back, paging I Reinhardt. Mean, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Did he, wait, did he have red hair? Well, in these pictures, it says it's brown, but I mean, in this colorized picture, it does look kind of like a, a an amber, mm. uh, an amberish color, like a brownish red. Sounds pretty sus, bro. I'm gonna go with ginger. God, that yeah, was wild. Yeah, like that's a fucking nephilim, bro. But and, and that's the thing, like so. There are obviously, and, and here's the deal. Let's 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 be honest here. Let's let's cut the shit. I don't understand how people can deny. It's Valiant Thor aside, right? This could probably be total bullshit. I mean, if we're if we're getting down to to being honest here, Valiant Thor aside, he's fun to talk about. But yes, this could obviously bullshit. But what can't be bullshit is the existence of UFOs. Things and beings flying around in the sky, interacting with humans that are not of this earth as we know it. Dude, they have been spoken about since from time immemorial. And now we're actually having, now that we actually have the technology to see these things and track these things and record these things, we are. And the U.S. military has fucking admitted it. Of course they didn't come out and say, yes. We have been visited by aliens from this fucking planet. They can't say that. They will never say that. They'll say that about time they come out and start actually sticking up for white people. It's something they can't do, right? They'll never admit to that. They can't because then they lose power, right? Yeah, everybody and, understands that, I hope. And also, I hope um, is smart enough to understand that. Yeah, and also, like, even since I was, like, in fucking middle school. Like, I, I grew up in a military family, so, like, I, re- I already knew that I was going to, like, join the army whatever. And I was always told by my uncle, who ended up retiring with the Air Force, he was always like, yeah, all, all this, like, quote-unquote future weaponry that you see, yeah, whatever you see, that's, like, 10 years old, bro. Like, every th- like the most current thing that they have is, like, 10 years newer than what you, what they show you. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Like, that's, like, uh, these directed energy weapons that you're just now hearing about. Man, they've been fucking with those things for years. I remember at least fucking 15 years ago watching them playing around with a prototype, they called it, on the History Channel. They stood this dude across this, like, you know, kind of desert-looking terrain, and they fucking pulled up this fucking APC, an armored, like, it looked like an armored personnel carrier that had all these fucking, like, they almost looked like, uh, what is the solar? They almost look like solar panels, but they weren't. They were some th- a way of uh, transmitting microwave radiation. 
and they were shooting at this fucking guy, and they told him to walk forward. And when he crossed this certain line, he immediately jumped back. I know exactly the one it, you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think the show was called like Future was Weapons. Boiling. Future Weapons. That, yeah, that was and, the name of the show. And this was, this was fucking years ago. And that's what they chose to show you on television. If you don't think they figured out a way to pinpoint that motherfucker and shoot it right into your brain, you're retarded. And you just the thing with things like that is, is people don't want to believe it, right? It's just like. You know, it's the old adage of, like, the reason people don't accept the problems that are going on in the world is because once they wake up and realize what's going on in the world, they only have one one of two choices. Either you fucking do something or you don't. It's a similar thing with things like this. People don't want to admit that things like this are real because it makes them feel powerless. It makes them feel like, oh, shit, there's nothing I can do about this. Same, It's the same reason that the government will never tell you, ever, I don't give a fuck if there is, like, a cell phone video of an alien slapping Joe Biden right in his fucking face. They'll still find a way to tell you that's not what happened because they can't let you think that there's something better than them out there. Snopes fact right? checks, and it's like, you know, it's, it's not real. Source, trust me, bro. Yeah, exactly. They'll never tell you that. But they, what they did tell you is they did tell you there are things flying around out there that we can't fucking catch, and we don't know what they are. And if anybody has not listened to Commander David Fravor's interviews, watch it on Joe Rogan, watch it on any number of interviews, and watch his his co-pilots' interviews, and watch how they talk about that thing, and you tell me those people are fucking lying, and you tell me that that's something that China or Russia has. Dude, fuck off, dude. I China mean, and Russia do not have these things. I guess I can rehash the story that landed me on the Paranormies for the first time, um, or one of the stories. So the first time I ever went on the Paranormies, I talked about two things. My first UFO encounter and uh, my first spoopy ghost encounter at an insane asylum. So for my UFO encounter, at the time, I did not believe that aliens real or ufos i'm like yeah that's probably like some schizo shit i mean like it would be cool if it was real but you know like it doesn't seem like something that would happen to me and then i mean it was it was my first field exercise and um i was on ecp which is entry control point um so pretty much like just guarding the entry to the field site i got off at about i think it was like one or two in the morning and, uh, you know, I was, I was standing outside my tent, uh, smoking a cigarette before I went to bed. And I was on the phone with family back home. And all of a sudden I look up and the field site is just outside a, um, major, one of the major cities in Korea. And, um, like literally right outside, like if you drove five minutes down the road, you're right in downtown. And, um, I look up, I'm like, what the fuck? There's like a weird formation of lights that are flying over me. If it was a plane, you know, because the whole, the, the whole, um, the speed of sound doesn't travel fast enough. So sometimes you get the delay. I was waiting for that delay of sound. Yeah, I was waiting for that delay of sound, but it never came. I'm like, huh? Because it looks really low, but there's no fucking sound. That's, that's really weird. And it was in like a V formation. And then it goes, it like continues on over to the pretty much the center of the city from like my vantage point. I'm like, okay, because they they just stopped. The lights went from like hovering over, like just probably like two to three hundred feet over your head, if like at most, to just stopping over the fucking city. I'm like, that's 
fucking weird and I regret not videotaping this. I was about to hang up. I was thinking to myself in my head, hang up and record this shit. But I fucking didn't. And it hovered for about, I think it was like 30 seconds or so. And then it looped about two times really quick. And then just like fucking zoomed off. Like speed of fucking light and just gone. And at my disposal at the time, I went to uh, the talk. And they had the Blue Force trackers there. Like, I, I can look up to see if there's any missile launches, aircraft. Like, I looked up, me and my friend, we looked up to see if there's any civilian aircraft at, in the area at the time, if there was any missile launches, if there was anything at all military-related, anything in the air. There was nothing. Nothing at all. So there was nothing on the U.S. military's end, nothing on North Korea's end, nothing civilian end in the air, even remotely close to my area at that time of night. And I mean, I've never seen a UFO. <clears throat> I do have a story I'll tell right after I say this, but it, I don't think it was UFO. It was something very weird. But uh, I've never seen a UFO, but I just have to imagine that when when you saw that thing in the air, you knew it wasn't a fucking plane. That's why you went, even before you didn't hear like the sound and shit, that's why you went back to check those logs because you knew what you saw was not right, right? That is an intrinsic thing that humans have in them, right? Like, hey, that is not natural. Yeah, and that's I a did, real thing, right? I like, didn't want to believe have it. That ability. Yeah, I didn't want to believe it, and like, I was like, how the fuck am I going to talk to people about this shit? They're going to think I'm fucking crazy, and they did think I was crazy when I told them in the morning. Like the people who weren't awake at that time. Like, I was just like, dude, I, I saw a fucking UFO last night. Like, I described the exact story to them, well, in more detail because it was more fresh in my mind. And they're like, dude, take your fucking med schizo. Like, I was just like, no, dude, I literally didn't believe in this well, shit until me, last night. Like, I have well, no me, reason for this. All right. Well, I have always been a believer in things like this well it, and just for a little validation or, or a historical backup guys go look throughout just go look at ufos in in ancient paintings or ufos on cave walls dude these things have been being depicted for like as long as people could depict things right in caves they're drawing people flying through the fucking air when there was not even any such thing as a fucking airplane in old, like, fucking Renaissance paintings, there will be a guy standing, looking out over the ocean, and there's a fucking UFO painted, and this thing was painted in the fucking 1500s. Yeah, and, and then you'll like, just I mean, hear a bunch of retarded copes for it, too. She's yeah. like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> uh, this is why they post It was just symbolism, bro. Yeah, it was a symbolism. It looks just like a fucking UFO, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and But as far as my story, so there is a place that... We used to like skip school and ride through. There's this a valley in where I grew up, and we used to like skip school and ride through there. And my brothers and all them drove through there, and like this is a place we've been going for generations in my family and even my group of friends. We've went out there and parked our cars on the side of this road and just partied out there on this fucking desolate road. It's a it's a valley of rolling hills, right? And we always go drive through there, and so this was probably. It was during all the COVID shit. So 2020, 2019, somewhere in there, a year or two ago. 
Yeah. Me, Jane, and my brother were driving through there in his truck. We were just we had just left the drags. We all go out to the drag races, <clears throat> and they're called the midnight drags, so they don't end till like fucking midnight. And people don't leave till like one, so it was late. We had left the drags. We decided we were going to cruise through this little valley on our way home. Well, in this valley, you never go all the way through it, right? You drive down to one end, and then you turn around and you come back the other way. Well, we drove down, and when we were on our way back the other way, like I said, this is a valley with like a bunch of hills and turns. That's why we drove through it as kids. It was fun to drive through. We used to do what we call boxcar. We'd start hauling ass as we were coming into this thing, and then we'd put the car in neutral and see how far we could go until we had to like accelerate again. That right? sounds fun as fuck. So it was so fun. So we were on our way back, and we're coming around this curb, and I'm like, bro, watch out. And right as I say that, like, everybody reacts to the same thing I did. There were four fucking lights. It looked like two cars coming around this fucking corner, and they went right through the fucking truck. There was nothing there. What the fuck? And that was it. That was the end. I mean, that's all I can tell you. I don't know what it was. I don't. But we all reacted to it to the point where we all saw it, and we all reacted to it at the same time. It was a thing that happened. It was fucking crazy and i don't know what it was i mean obviously i don't think it was a fucking ufo because it was like at eye level right but it was definitely four distinct white lights come around this corner just like the car would they were over the road and as they got to the truck they went like passed through the truck and that was it like they didn't like illuminate the inside of the truck it's like almost like when we hit them they went away if that makes sense i don't know cia glow niggers you just gotta run them over yeah. <laughs> hey, we actually fucking came to that conclusion the other day on White Talk Live or Mr. White Tuber show. It was actually his Friday night fight show. We were watching all these clips of like niggers fighting and getting into it with cops and we have come to realize that if you just run a nigger over with your car, they immediately comply. They immediately revert back to their like slavery uh default setting and immediately look for a white person to help them. It was the funniest shit we've ever seen. This nigger was like fighting the cops. And wrestling with the cops and trying to get away and he broke loose and he ran out in the middle of the street and he got fucking smoked by this car and he immediately jumped straight up and walked right toward the police <laughs> so the so the hot take is the hot take is that to buck break a black you have to hit him with your car you have to run them over with the car yes that is the new form of buck breaking and it works every time uh, let it be known that let it be known that Terry A. Davis was right about the CIA nigger question. He was. Oh, yeah, dude. Terry Davis is a genius. Terry, yeah. Terry A. Davis is. Uh, I like to think. I like to think that he's in better places right now. He's a uh, God's personal programmer. I mean, he didn't commit suicide, so he's not in hell. He was killed off. <laughs> he was one of the few people that were actually probably gang stalked. Yeah, you know. This world, this world just hasn't been the same since, uh, since Terry A. Davis. Since old Terry passed, no, straight up. Something wrong. Yeah. I hold my head. Terry Davis that's gone. A nigga dead. You know, that's when. Come to think of it, that's definitely when things really started to fucking unravel. I mean, from. A source that I will not name, and I will specify no further the details, but pretty much. What this source told me was that he worked on a project that um, pretty much entailed the the whole like CIA glow nigger thing, how they glowed in the dark. Um, yeah, worked on a project that like that was actually a thing. So like, 
pretty much like this dude who was schizophrenic saw something, had no idea what the fuck it was, and, well, obviously no one's going to fucking believe him because he's schizophrenic, but also it's like he doesn't even know if it's real or not. So it's like, who the fuck and, is going to believe him? And that's the fucking worst. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. This is like this dude saw something that he shouldn't have. Probably much like the the UFO encounters, like the the legit ones, like me or like whoever has had. We weren't meant to actually see that shit, but we saw it. Yeah. No doubt. No, that's about the that. thing. That's the thing. You have to realize that like these things have been operating. In our world, for as long as we've been here, and they, it is my opinion that they don't have to be seen. Like, these things aren't accidents, right? I don't think that, that the fact that we're seeing these things is an accident. I don't think it ever has been. I think they have the ability to go undetected if they want to. No. Yeah. Like, doesn't that go back to That's the whole... Um, what was it Jack Parsons that opened up that portal in the desert? And then ever since, there's just like UFOs nonstop in the U.S. Yes, literally, literally less than a fucking year later. <clears throat> yeah. So this is kind of my, this is kind of a little bit in my wheelhouse. So Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard in 1946 did this ritual where basically Jack Parsons was like, fucking doing his rocket thing and jacking off onto these tablets as L. Ron Hubbard read a poem to Pan and they believe that they opened a portal at that time and literally less than a year later in 1947 is when the first UFO sighting happened that's when it fucking happened in Roswell literally at Groom Lake at the same fucking place they were doing that ritual it's, it's almost like that they opened a portal and didn't fucking close it, and then he died, and uh, now yep. it's just left open. Weird. Well, and there there are some people who think that he was killed, so he couldn't close it. Like, it was intentionally left open. That is a hot take I never considered. Holy shit. I mean, if you hmm. look at the people who, who knew Jack Parsons... A lot of them say that, like, while he was a very reckless guy uh, to the untrained eye, right, if you didn't know what he was doing and you didn't know the chemicals in the way he did, he would seem like a reckless person. But the consensus was the guy knew what the fuck he was doing. He wouldn't blow himself up, right? He had been working with rockets since he was a fucking kid. He wasn't going to blow himself up. And then all of a sudden, right after all the shit happens with Israel and all that, he just his his fucking basement blows up for no reason. Just, he was probably killed. Pure coincidence there, Goy. I, I I wouldn't worry about it. It's merely a coincidence. I mean, Jack oh, Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard were such wicked shit, they spooked Aleister Crowley. Yeah, that takes a lot. It, it's kind of funny because I, I, I was listening to the older Paranormies episodes, and today I listened to the Aleister Crowley episode. What was that like season two? Well, what people don't realize is is what Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard did was an extension of what they called the Amalantra workings. So for 
and it's been a while since I've talked about this, so I'm not going to have the exact like dates and times and things right. But for a significant amount of time, Alistair Crowley was doing what he called the Amalantra workings, where he was trying to open this portal to get things from what he called the other side to enter our world. What Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard did was an extension of the Amalantra workings called the Babylon workings. And what they were trying to do was open that portal to the other world and birth a child from that other world, right? He had met this woman. I can't remember her name. Uh, her She was a red-haired woman. I can't remember her name right now. Maybe it was Marjorie or I something. Think, I think you nature. named her on the, um, I think, what was it? The, I did. Yeah. Yeah. On, on that the Paranormies episode. episode yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were wanting to impregnate this child with basically the spirit of one of these things from the other world and create, you know, the, the moon child. And there's actually a very strong argument to say that they actually did it, and it's Hillary Clinton. Um, I can't remember the exact fucking quote right now, but Jack Parson wrote a thing years before this this child was born about this vision he had of this child being born and her name was Hilarion. And then literally like right around within a year of when Hillary Clinton was born is when this child was actually supposed to be born between Jack Parsons and this Marjorie chick. Check it out, man. It's it's some really weird shit. But uh man brother, I gotta I gotta get off here and go eat, man. My uh, wife's giving me the eye. I was gonna say we'll 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 close it up now, but it, isn't it also kind of funny how it, isn't Barbara Bush supposed to be um, Alistair Crowley's daughter? Yes, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Weird, weird well, how I that mean, works I, into it. I can't it. prove one hundred percent. Obviously, me, John Fashcroft, the electrician, can't prove one hundred percent that she is, but there are strong fucking indications that she is. Burden of proof is on I mean, them. It, yeah, if it. it Put it like this. She's just as much Aleister Crowley's kid as Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's kid. I mean, you know what I mean? And we yeah, all know that's Castro's yeah. baby. Yeah, it fucking definitely is. Like, I've been bought into that since day one when I first saw it. Like, Spain. the side by side pictures. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's the same nigga. Spitting fucking image. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what do they call him? El Capitan or El uh, Camarado. What the fuck do they call him? They call I, him some stupid shit like that. I wish I remembered the quote that um, Castro uh, used to describe um, Trudeau's mom. It, it pretty much literally calling her a whore. Yeah, no, it's 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 well known that she was like a slut and his dad was a hardcore cook. It's like that's not even disputed. It's just like, did she actually get pregnant? And I don't really think. I mean, like you said, when you look at those two guys side by side, there's no way to deny that. Yeah, like you you don't need DNA tests. You don't need like you know genetic lines. You know, family trees to trace. That's just like look side by side, bro. That that's literally all you need. When it's when the when the resemblance is that striking, you're right. Yeah, it's not even it, like he has no resemblance. Like Trudeau has no resemblance to his quote unquote biological father, especially compared yeah, to Castro. No. But um, so you gotta you gotta head out for tonight. Yeah, brother. I'm sorry I cut it short, but I gotta go eat, man. We've got we've got friends over, and my wife made this big dinner, and everybody's mad at me. Oh, you're good, man. Well, no. at least now no. the now the merger shall become real, and two shall become one. Oh God, oh fuck. <laughs>
It's gonna happen. It, oh, oh god. god, why'd you do that? Oh god, two shall no, no. become one. Let's just say, just to just to avoid that, can we just say like uh, something else? Um, <laughs> fuck it. I don't it. know. I don't like it. Fuck it. One struggle. Uh, one. Uh, yeah, two races. I guess. <laughs> two racisms. Two racisms. One podcast. <laughs> yes, I love it. Two racisms. One podcast. Nate, write that down. Ascending. <laughs> two racisms. <laughs> one podcast. Ascending the spectrum. Now with now with even more racism. Find out <laughs> next week. And more tinfoil. Added dash of racism. Yeah. Yeah, racism served up on tinfoil. It's the best way you can serve it. Oh, hey, brother. Thank you very, very much for having me on, dude. I had a blast. Sorry I started off kind of slow, man, but I did have a blast. Dude. Hey, dude. It was a great time. Hey, you know, us blue-collar folks, you know, it's, it's been a long day, long week. <laughs> Nigga tired, boss. Dog tired. N- niggas be tired. We 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 just got to get into it. Once <laughs> once we start going, we don't stop though. That's it. All right, man. Well, I guess uh, that that's it for tonight. And uh, we'll be back probably next week. We may be doing. Oh yeah, what's what? Before we go, what's your opinion on wolves? Are you pro wolf? Or are you anti-wolf? Like just wolves as a breed of canine? Yeah. Or are we talking about like, I love wolves. All right, base. See, I knew you were going to be a good addition. Because, you know, certain co-hosts, you know, they want to have uh, some anti-wolf folks on here to debate me on the wolf question. And that that would be like Mike Enoch having a kike on to argue the Jewish point. Sure, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, wolves are uh, wolves are yeah, badass. I actually, uh... I actually had a yeah. buddy that had one of those. Uh, that's like a hybrid wolf dog. It still had like some wolf in it. You know oh what I mean? man, I want one so bad. Like a, like it's it. Technically, it's illegal. I learned this when I went to a wolf conservation center in Colorado. So apparently, but, it's illegal to own a one hundred percent wolf, but um, you can yeah, own a no, this, dog that is one percent dog, but ninety nine percent wolf, and it's totally fine. Yeah, I don't know the exact ratio of this, but he said it wasn't. It was a hybrid wolf. It was like a wolf and some other canine, but it was a fucking cool looking dog. Yeah, fucking dude. I, I I've been told, and I don't care. It's worth the effort. Like those things are. Like you need to pay a lot of attention to them. And you gotta, you gotta play with them a lot, to say the least. Plus, Otherwise, they're gonna tear like, up your shit. I'm sure. I'm sure you. Could get, I'm sure you could do find some. Uh, find some uh, Talmudic loopholes to be able to actually have a full bred wolf. Though it's like, hey, no, no, he's not my pet. It is. Uh, it's just my friend. He's a wild wolf. He well, just I'm, happens to love me a lot and I mean, live with me. I mean, like I said in the the first wolf episode, like it, it, the wolves were blamed for killing people during the Black Plague, and you know who coincidentally was also blamed for the start of the Black Plague. Oh wait, it was the Jews poisoning the wells, and then they just panned it off to oh no oh god it, it's the wolves it's not me there goy look look at the wolves just dragging off the dead bodies into the woods you know 
It's like, and then, right, and then that's sort of respect. I'm literally about like to get us. in trouble. All right, man. All right, man. Fucking, uh, yeah, we're going to call it a night, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great All right. night, guys. Thank you for having me. I hate the Antichrist. I hate the Antichrist. I hate the Antichrist. <laughs>